Hello, Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report. I tell you, I'm your host, Scott Kimville, and this is just the best time of the year. I, I love this time of year. You know, everybody says the holiday seasons. Now, for me, it's October. <laughs> I'm going to play the jingle bell music or something you for you. Should. I should. You should. Did I do that one year? I think you did. I think I did. I think you came up with like an off version of it. Though. Yes, I did. It was like the generic version. <laughs> I know. You know? Uh, I have to look again. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'll tell you why. Because... You know, everybody says, like I said, the holiday season. But you know what? This is so great. You've got we've got college hockey has, has already started. Yep. And by the way, Colgate women looking really good. They looked awesome yep. against Penn State this past Man. weekend. You know what? Though I'm going to tell you something with that men's game. You know, don't underestimate Colgate because right. UConn is a tremendously underrated team. I'm telling you. Yep. And if you notice after this weekend against Colgate, which by the way, Colgate lost Saturday night, but they came back and they tied Sunday. Uh, Colgate, or I'm sorry, UConn is now in the top 20. Yeah. So. Because they beat Colgate. Right. Well, it, but I'm telling you. So, you know, so, but anyways, uh, Syracuse women, you know, they, they had a little bit of a rough weekend, but they're two and two now. So, yeah. hey, it's all looking good. It's all good. Yeah. But you know what? College is awesome. We've been having a great time covering it. But guess what it's time for now? Before I do that, I'm going to introduce you because I know you get all upset when I don't introduce you. So wasn't saying a word. Yeah, you were, you were giving me the look though. I was the getting look. the look. I could do that. Yeah, you know, the, that, and that voice you hear, like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, is our, there he is, our yeah, producer here, Dave, yeah. the Save Warner. Yeah, I get the look at you. Get the hair light on too high. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I tell you, but well, I have hair. <laughs> yes, well, I'll tell you if you put the camera back on me, and I know if you're, if you're listening to podcast wise, you're not going to see this, but yeah. you see my new hat. Yep. Right? CNY Hockey Report hat. Look at this right here. Yep. These hats are going to be involving some contests. Oh. Yes, contests that we are going to be having, Dave. I it's, like it. It's going to be awesome. And right. we're going we're gonna to expound on that next week, though. Yeah, good. Because we're going to be using that to promote our social media channels. Cool. I haven't even told you about the plan yet. Uh, every 20th person gets a hat. No, 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 that, no, that would, yeah, that would get way too complicated, yeah, no, way, like, like, way too yeah. complicated, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, no, like I said, we'll have more details away. about that next okay, week. Okay, awesome. But uh, but anyways, um, you know, we're waiting for our other co-host here, Jordan. He's late again. Yes. You know, the, the common flock, yep. he's flying around somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere somewhere out there in space. Yeah, that with the technical difficulties. You send him that modem? I, I told you to send him the 300-baud modem. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't think it worked. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he messaged me and says he's coming on. But we'll, when he gets in here, we'll get him in. Okay, but, all right. But anyways, what I want to talk about is this week, the AHL regular season kicks off. And, you know, Dave, here in central New York, we are fortunate enough to have not one, but two AHL teams in our market. It's pretty awesome. It's a uh, it, it is awesome, and you know we're we're very very fortunate because there's not a lot of places that even have one. Yeah, you know. But tonight we're going to talk about our first one here, the Utica Comets, right up the road here from us, about what twenty miles where we're recording twenty five, yeah, thirty minutes, yeah, yeah, something like yeah, that, something like that. East, east, east. Utica. Yes, in the, in the Eastland. Well, no, it's west of us, but. No, we're east. Of oh, Utica, we're though. east. Yeah. We're, okay. Yeah. All right. You better readjust that compass, pal. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Yeah, they uh, they open up their regular season on October thirteenth against the Syracuse Crunch, their heated rival and the other AHL team in our market. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always a good time when those two teams get together. And nothing like an opening night on Friday the thirteenth. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that until I had to. I had to reschedule a chiropractor appointment. Ooh. 
And uh, she's like, oh, well, we got an opening here on Friday the 13th. I'm I'd like, be oh, like, oh, really? No. I'm yeah. like, oh. Not for me. I didn't realize that the 13th was Friday. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, they open up Friday night up at the Adirondack Bank Center up in Utica. Uh, the Crunch and the Comets. Uh, I hope they can keep the lights on this time. Well. Given no, that don't. it's Friday no, the don't. 13th. No, you don't. We don't know. <laughs> Boy, I, I tell you, that's it must be something in the air. Dave is so excited he started coughing. <laughs> no, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. Uh, but anyways, before we get into that particular game, uh, the upcoming season, I want to take a look at what the comments did last year, real quick. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, uh, but last season, 2022-23, their overall record was thirty-five, twenty-seven, six and four for eighty points. That put them at fourth place in the North Division. Now, you can look at me and say, well, yeah, fourth place. Jesus, it's like, well, for one thing, that got them into the playoffs. And two, it was the Crunch and the Rochester Americans that were ahead of them in the North Division, and they both had 81 points. So that's telling you just how tight that division was. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Jordy's trying to come there in he here. Is. Let me see if it's working. Hold on a second. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Oh, boy, Dave's having a good time with you. All right. Oh, boy. Uh. You know how much time I spend on that, Jordy? A while. <laughs> Are you old enough to know what that is? Yeah. Okay. All right. We had joked about it before you came on your 300 baud modem, you know, your new equipment. Oh, boy. Well, Jordan, Jordan Brockway, our other co-host, is now in the game here. Uh, Jordan, I was just telling the audience here about how the, the Comets are getting ready to start their regular season October 13th against the Crunch at home at the Adirondack Bank Center. And I just started to touch on last season real quick. Uh, I was just telling everybody last season, 2022-23, they had an overall record of 35-27, 6-4 for 80 points, which was fourth in the North Division. But they were only one point out of second place because both the Crunch and the Amherst, who were ahead of them, finishing second and third respectively, each had 81 points. Yeah, that was a rough end. (laughs) It was, it was, but you know what? They still made it to the playoffs, and in those playoffs, they actually looked very good against Laval in that first round. Uh, That was a best of three. Uh, They swept the Rocket, actually, uh, two games to none, and then they met the, met the Toronto Marlies in the semifinals. Uh, Toronto finished first place in the division last season, uh, pretty dominant throughout the regular season, and they downed the, the Comets three games to one. Um, you know, it, Toronto was a, a steamroller in the regular season. Uh, not bad to make it into the semifinals, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, just an overall picture here real quick. Last season, uh, the Comets had 215 goals scored. That was good for 22nd in the AHL. Uh, they allowed 222 goals, which was 16th. Uh, their power play was at 15.8%, which was 31st in the AHL, second to worst, or second to last, sorry. Uh, the penalty kill was at 77.4%, good for 27th. At home, they were 18, 11, 3, and 4. And on the road, they were 17, 16, 3, and 0. But you know what, Jordan? With all the changes that happen in the AHL every season, you know what? You can take those last season numbers and basically throw them right out the window and maybe into the garbage can because they mean absolutely nothing going into a new season. Yeah, that's always the case. There's always a flip. There's always somebody that comes out of nowhere and somebody that falls from grace. 
You're very, you're absolutely right. And you know the thing with the AHL is there there's always roster upheaval. Uh, the the AHL is of course at the mercy of their NHL parent club, uh, depending on the moves they make in the off season, who they want to send down, who they want to bring up. Uh, so why don't we take a look at some of the key losses that the Comets suffered from last season? Uh, I was looking going through their roster, and I'm seeing seven names that are jumping out at me. And there, right there, my friends, is the graphic that I made up earlier today. I did that. <laughs> and I know if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon, you can't quite see that. So mm-hmm. we're going to we'll rattle off those names real quick, and then we'll kind of break it down for each one. Uh, so the key losses are uh, defenseman Riley Walsh, forward defenseman Mason Geertsen, forward Brian Pinto, forward Nolan Stevens, forward Arnie Talviti, forward Jace Hallrick, and defenseman Zach Hayes. Now, of course, the name that jumps out the most on that list is, of course, Riley Walsh, who was uh, led the Comets in offense from the defense position, uh, was really a spark plug for both five-on-five power play. Uh, he really did drive the offense from the blue line. Uh, the, the Devils did trade him in the offseason for Shane Bauer, so we'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, he went over to the Boston Bruins. Mainly, I thought that that trade went down because they didn't think that they were going to be able to get him through waivers and they might as well get, get something for him. Uh, however, Riley was put on waivers a few days ago, and he made it to Providence. So we will see him again at some point, Jordan. Yeah, and that, that, that one hurt pretty pretty bad with defense, but it is what it is. They didn't think he'd pass, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it, for I mean, for the, his time in Utica, as his offense went, so did the Comets' offense because, again, he was a, very much so a playmaker from the blue line. Big loss, but, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way to, to make it up. Uh, next guy on the list here, uh, big-time fan favorite, Mason Geertsen is gone. He is signed with the Vegas Golden Knights organization. Uh, wasn't much on offense, had four goals and four assists last year, but uh, he did have 136 penalty minutes. Uh, I think he finished fifth in the AHL. Uh, you could always count on Mason to be skating around the ice looking to hit anything that moved. Uh, sometimes I was, yeah. th- you know what? There were a couple times I actually thought he was going to try to body check the Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. Can you imagine that? that? Like I would have liked that. That would have been awesome yep. in between period entertainment. <laughs> oh, just ice him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, let's look at that forward group as well next. I mean, the, the losses here. Uh, Brian Pino, I uh, came to the comments last season from the Hershey Bears. Uh, Pinno had some injury issues, uh, limited him to 53 games. He had 28 points in those games. Uh, when he was healthy, he was a re- he really did contribute. Uh, Nolan Stevens, another one who had injury problems last year, he's gone. He's went overseas. Uh, and Arnie Telviti, uh, this one is going to hurt more than you think. So Arnie wasn't much for the offense, right? He had three goals, 11 assists for uh, 14 points last season. But Arnie was great in the faceoff circle. And he was a really solid bottom six center, defensive-minded center, who you could put out there in, like, that shutdown role. And guys like that, when you lose them, it hurts. Yeah, and, I mean, he was one of my favorite just because, you know, he's not someone who shows up on the score sheet. He shows up when you watch. Right. And seeing as many games as I've seen, if I could have, I would have kept him around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was in kind of a tough spot, right? Because, you know, the thing is, too, you look at the, the New Jersey depth that they have now, especially at the forward position, they're so loaded. 
Um, it, it's really quite commendable what the, the organization as a whole has done. Uh, they went from a few years ago being, you know, second thoughts as far as not even thinking about making the playoffs to now they're a legit Stanley Cup contender. So that movement up to New Jersey isn't quite easy for the, the guys in the AHL anymore. Uh, Arnie is actually going back to Finland. Uh, that's where he's from, actually. He came over here to play his college hockey at Penn State, got drafted by the Devils, started off with the Binghamton uh, Devils, and then when the Binghamton moved here, that's where he was. But, yeah, he's going to be – that's going to be a tough loss. Uh, another guy, Jace Hulrick, right? So he came over in a trade with, I think it was Belleville. Uh, he only played seven games in the regular season for the Comets, uh, but he did have six assists in the playoffs. Six, 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 yeah, six assists in six games. Say that five times really fast. Uh, and, you know, he was really starting to catch his stride with the comments in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, again, it's it's life in the AHL. You know, guys come, guys go. Another guy that came over in that trade, Zach Hayes, on defense. Um, not much on the on the offensive end, but he was a, a big body. He was a big body, could, could lay a hit when you needed it, and, uh, and he's gone as well. So there's going to be holes to fill. Yeah, and both of those guys, I mean, like you said, Jace was finding his stride, and – that, that one isn't the greatest to lose. And then Hayes felt more like just a straight defensive defenseman to kind of be there when Gertzen wasn't. Right. Well, with Gertzen, I mean, they actually played him all over the lineup, right? So, yeah. you know, one night he would be on the defense. Another night he'd be on the fourth line. Uh, you know, like I said, another night he was trying to, to body check the, the Zamboni. So, you know, <laughs> hey, you, you know, you just never knew what you were going to get with Mason. But I tell you, he like I said, Big-time fan favorite, probably one of the best mullets of all times I've ever seen, and he's with Vegas now. So, to fill those holes, the Comets have actually brought in quite a few players to help fill all that. There you go. And there's our additions. And actually, before we get to that, I do want to mention that there are two players that were regulars for the Comets last year. Uh, They're in New Jersey now. It's Alexander Holtz, who came back to the Comets last season, and Nolan Foot, I don't think you're going to see. You're, I don't think you're going to see those guys back in Utica anytime soon. Um, you know, with Holtz, it, it seems like they they finally found a role for him up there with the Devils. Uh, Nolan Foot is injured, but uh, their general manager made it pretty clear that they wanted him to stick around. And with him being out of uh, waiver protection, I'm sure that helps quite a bit. So, well, that's that. Those two guys are in New Jersey. Best of luck up there. Now let's go to the additions. There they are. Um, you know, again, with that graphic, again, if you're just listening, you can't see it. But I know some of the fonts aren't the same size, but because of the number of players there, I had to kind of make it work. So uh, I'm still learning that, Adobe, by the way. So Dave, he, he's just looking at me. this incredulous look on his face. It's so awesome. <laughs> you want a camera shot, Jordy? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so let's take a look at those, right? So you got, let's see, Kyle Criscolo, Justin Dowling, Shane Bowers, who we just mentioned, uh, Chase Stillman, Max Willman, Cal Foote, who is the brother of Nolan Foote, uh, Tobias Villan, uh, Santeri Hataka, Daniel Masul, and Eric Shulgren. So let's break that down, Jordy. Who do you want to talk about first? I, want I mean, to talk we can about start with Shulgren. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can start with Criscolo, I guess. Okay, uh, so last year he was with Grand Rapids and San Jose of the AHL out there in the Western Conference. He had 60 games played, uh, 17 goals, 12 assists, 29 points. Uh, a solid player, right? A solid player. He's not going to give you a ton of flash on offense, 
But uh, in doing a little research on him, it doesn't seem like he's a guy that's going to hurt you either. Yeah, he seems like he can do a little bit of most things. He's a smaller forward at 5'9", 174. But right now, that size doesn't worry me. Right. No, not at all. Not, especially in this day and age with the, the game, the way it's going right now. You know, it used to be that if you were a smaller player like that, you had better be extraordinarily fast or, you know, something like that to survive. And, and it's not that way anymore. Uh, the game has definitely shifted towards a, a speed skill mm. type of thing, which has really opened the door for a lot of players. And it's, it's a good thing to see. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about Justin Dowling. So Justin Dowling was actually in Abbotsford last year. The Abbotsford Canucks, who were, well, everybody who's a Comets fan knows all about the Canucks because they were affiliated with them for years. Anyways, in 56 games played, uh, Justin had 11 goals, 35 assists for 46 points. He's also got 98 games of NHL experience. Yeah, he's, he's very experienced. I mean, he's seen time everywhere from the show to the A, and he, he's definitely going to be interesting because he can he can give you some stuff on the score sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, it, it, it's great to have guys like that in the locker room who've got the experience, uh, who have been there, done that. And uh, yeah, for sure. So next, I want to talk about Shane Bowers, who came over in the Riley Walsh trade. You know, and again, when that trade went down, a lot of people didn't understand it. And I get it. Because um, I'll tell you right now, I, for one, I certainly did not think for one second that Riley Walsh would have ever cleared, cleared waivers. Didn't think it was going to happen. But it did. Um, for whatever reason, but you know what? The, honestly, Shane Bowers is actually a former first-round draft pick. Uh, he was picked uh, by Ottawa in 2017 in the first round. Uh, good size center, 6'2", 190 pounds. Uh, he played with the Colorado Eagles and the Providence Bruins last season. Didn't put up a lot of points, 8 goals, 13 assists for 21 points. But you know what? In, in looking at this guy and doing a little bit of research on him, Shane Bowers actually kind of reminds me a lot of a former Comet who they really missed last season, and that was Freddie Gauthier. Yeah, he, he does seem like he fits that kind of role, and that's something that the Comets have missed is just a big forward that you can just send in the faceoff circle and say, yes. just win it any way you can. Right. Don't care if you got to lean on the other center or what. Just get it done. Yep. <laughs> right, as Larry the Cable Guy used to say. <laughs> Uh, another one that the Comets fans should be pretty excited to see coming in here is uh, Chase Stillman. Uh, he's another first-round pick. That was a New Jersey draft pick in 2021. I think they had three picks that year in the first round. Uh, Stillman was picked 29th overall, coming out of Peterborough of the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, I believe they won the Memorial Cup last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, anyways, uh, another kid who's got some good size. Uh, 59 games played last season, 19 goals, 29 assists, 48 points, and, if you like the rough stuff, 77 penalty minutes. Um, <laughs> you know who he kind of reminds me of is a, a, a younger version of Nolan Foote. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he, he does bring a very scrappy kind of mentality. I mean, there, there's a video out there of the fight he had in playoffs last year if he shows up and he plays with that mentality, I'm not worried. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, you got to replace that physicality with Mason Gertzen gone, right? Yeah, you got to find some way. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to check the Zamboni? <laughs> All right, I'll stop with that. I'm kind of going with the well too often with you that. You are. All right. You got you to remind me. You got to slow me down. Oh, okay. You know, that's your job now. You could use a 5'9 guy to 
Yeah. Back to there you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. Wow. Or you. <laughs> or, you know, and by the way, you know, we're, since we're talking about additions, you know what I'd like to see, Jordy? I would love to see Dave apply to be the e-bug one night. Yes. You know I want to e- see that. Do you know what the e-bug is? I don't. Yeah. So the e-bug is the emergency goaltender. Oh. So if... <laughs> You know, a goaltender gets hurt, and then the backup goes in. The backup gets hurt. Yeah. The team needs a goaltender. They can pull somebody out of the crowd. I showed you that. Did I send you that video That's what today? I mean. Yes. Yeah, That's what me I out there skating on the ice with a camera? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? It was fake. It would, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, would. Dave the save, the e-bug. <laughs> That's it. I could do that. You would go viral. <laughs> yeah, go viral be dead in three seconds well hey you know but you know i tell you though everybody remember it yeah, for they sure. what there was a puck there's one by me what <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and uh now that i just got us all distracted uh finishing up with the new forwards is max wilman max is coming into the comments from lehigh valley the phantoms uh, last season, 54 games played, 9 goals, 14 assists, 23 points. He's also got 50 games of NHL experience with the Philadelphia Flyers. Another good depth piece. Yeah, and he was brought in very late. And it's likely mostly, like you said, a depth move. And, I mean, even with him, the comments are still kind of shallow on depth. I mean, as of like an hour ago, they called up Philip Angaras again. So we'll see how shallow it is opening night yeah yeah absolutely and we got a few more additions to go through here and then we're going to look at the team as a whole and we're going to see how all of this fits together it's like the gigantic hockey uh, jigsaw puzzle i'm still trying to fi- figure how you're shallow on depth <laughs> yeah you know that's like that an oxymoron <laughs> well we're talking about Way morons you came to the right spot yeah, here because yeah. we're, we're yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh my god. Now he's in the wrong buns. Now he's all frazzled. Uh, he's done now. Forget uh, it. We, you know what it was, Jordy? We mentioned e-bug. Yeah. Now he's off his game. Now I got that in my head. Yeah. Now he's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Thinking, I was oh, trying to figure I out. I might get a chance someday. I was trying to figure out how to get that skating shot I sent you. Yeah, well. Yeah. I want the e-bug shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the comments have also brought in some more uh, defensemen, uh, defense help. Uh, first up, Cal Foote. The brother of Nolan Foot, the older brother, actually. Uh, you know, last season, Cal actually spent a lot of time in the NHL between the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Nashville Predators. Uh, he played 50 games up there, had seven points, 63 penalty minutes. Uh, you know, he should be very familiar to Comets fans as Cal actually played five seasons for the Crunch as well. One of the, the rare players that has played for both the Comets and the Crunch. Yeah, that's the, and that's definitely a big veteran addition. Yes. And a lot of it is here to not only be depth, but be a mentor to some of these young guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what you really – because the AHL and the AHL will tell you this. They are all about development. That's what they're there for. They're not there to necessarily win the Calder Cup. They're there to develop prospects. And when you got the veteran players around like that, that can teach them not only on the ice but off the ice, you know, how to be a pro. That's huge to have guys like that around. Uh, next up on the list is Tobias Valen. Uh He's a fifth-round pick of the New Jersey Devils in 2021. Uh, he's 20 years old, played four seasons over in Europe, came over briefly last season in the playoffs for the Comets. I think he played a couple games. Um, but they're expecting big things out of him this season, Jordy. Yeah, let, let's hope his first few games this season aren't as bad as his first few games last season because I was, 
I still remember exactly where I was sitting when he gave away the puck in the first playoff game <laughs> that led to a goal, and I, I still remember exactly what I said and what I did right after he did it. Does Dave need to uh, censor anything? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I remember doing Surrender Cobra. I had my head in my hands, and I'm just going, why? <laughs> oh. oh, boy. All right, well, next up on the list then is, uh, and I hope I'm saying this right, Sinteri Hitaka. Uh, he came over actually in the Timo Meyer trade, uh, was part of that whole package. Uh, he was injured for most of last year. He only played eight games. Uh, that was with the San Jose Barracuda of the AHL. Uh, no goals, two assists, two points. So we really don't know much about him, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, obviously, he's going to get a shot with the Comets this year. Um, see what he can do. Or he's going to be freezing his balls off because San Jose to here. <laughs> well, not so much now, but you know, yeah. well, give Maybe it a, a give month. it a give it a couple weeks. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, another one that we don't know too much about is, uh, and I hope I'm saying this one right too. This is going to be some some uh, definitely some pronunciation challenges in the beginning of the season. Danielle Missile. There it is. There it is. There it is. Dave did it. Yeah. There, there it is. <laughs> You know that's how every, it's got to be pronounced from here every forward. show. You do something to surprise me, I and know. and there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, he played in the KHL for the past. I think it's like three, four seasons. Uh, last season, fifty nine games played, seven assists, uh, no goals. Uh, again, we don't know a lot about him. Uh, looks like he's a pretty uh, pretty sizable guy, six uh, three, about one hundred eighty pounds. So I mean, being young, he's obviously still going to grow into that frame. So, again, get him some playing time see what happens. He needs to put some meat on his bones if he's only 180 pounds. Yeah, but you know what, though? Yeah. yeah, but you know what, though? <laughs> he's coming to Utica, and that's the right place because you're going to yeah. get, like, chicken riggies, greens, <laughs> tomato pie. Yeah. Okay. You know, he'll put on yep. 50 pounds by the end of the season if he's not yeah. careful. He needs to be about 220. Holland Farms. 6'3", 220. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, they brought in Eric Shulgren this offseason. Uh, Shalgren uh, was a Toronto, in the Toronto organization, seems like forever. Uh, he split time last year between the Leafs and the Marlies. Um, yeah, Comets fans will know that name because he was pretty instrumental in, in beating the Comets in the, in the Calder Cup playoffs last season. He was spectacular when they brought him in. Uh, he didn't play the first two games, I don't think it was. And then when Shalgren came in is when the, the tide turned, and, and that was that. Uh, good move by New Jersey, though. Uh, to get some more goaltending depth in because that's really been a problem for them for the past couple of seasons because nobody can seem to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean. And I'll be perfectly yeah. honest with you. I mean, when they put him on waivers, I thought for sure he was going to get claimed. So did I. I thought that was coming. Um, there was no doubt in my mind. But, again, looks like I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> how, so, how, how do you think fans will react to that? Any carryover from what happened in the playoffs to showing up? You know here? what? If there is, that'll that'll go away the first time he wins a game for him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last season is last season. Yeah. This season is this season. You know, and and it's weird because I mean, even though the Marlies are in the Comets division, you don't really think you know. And I think the same could be said for either the Comets or the Crunch. You don't really think of them as a huge rival, right? For okay. some reason, at least that's how yeah. I see it. I don't play them that often. They don't. Yeah, they that, don't. Yeah. I think they play them like six times. Yeah, you know, so that kind of helps. Yeah, you know, but yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, Jordy, let's talk about the team as a whole now. So what I decided we'll do to keep this, uh, try to keep it as simple as possible anyway, uh, we'll break it down by groups, right? So we'll look at the forwards, the defense, and the goaltenders. Uh, let's get the uh, the big group out of the way here first. Let's take a look at the forwards. Mm-hmm. And there they are. That's uh, what we know of. Actually, uh, you said Philip Angaris has been called back up from the ECHL, which I was actually surprised he went down there to begin with. Uh, I already made that graphic, so he's not on there. Sorry, mm-hmm. Philip. You, you you missed the Scott Kinville graphic train. Uh, <laughs> but for those who aren't watching, the, the list is uh, Graham Clark, Joe Gambardella, Ryan Schmelzer, Xavier Perrant, uh, Chase Stillman, Ryan Fitzgerald, Sammy LaBerge, uh, Timur Ibrigamov, sorry, uh, Tice Thompson, Shane Bowers, Kyle Criscolo, who we've already mentioned, Max Bowman, and Justin Dowling. Jordy, what's your impressions of that group? I mean, I like it on the back end. Um, it depends on who they put on the front end. To it, that'll really bring out what I what I feel. But um, all around, it looks nice. I mean, Tice was up in the big club for forever, so that means they got to like something out of him. Which I've been waiting for something, and I'm starting to click on. Let's get it going with him. Yeah. But yeah. Everybody else, I kind of. <laughs> I'm content with this group. I like it. Yeah, I, I kind of almost get the impression Tice Thompson's maybe starting to run a little bit out of time because um, he is actually on an NHL contract. Uh, most players, they have what they call a two-way contract where, you know, you go up, you're paid X amount at the NHL. If you come back down to the AHL, you're paid a, a lesser amount. Tice Thompson's getting paid $775,000 regardless, which is quite unusual, uh, but... Hey, it is what it is. That's a contract he signed with the with the Devils. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be the season that he's really going to have to break out. But who, uh, who pays that? Uh, New Jersey does. Okay, they so sign that contract. comments, no, no cost to them to have him here. No. Hmm. Nope. Because he's on an NHL contract. So okay. if you're signed to an NHL contract and it's a standard you know, two-way contract, the, uh, the NHL club incurs the cost of that. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's um, – Guys who are on AHL contracts, say like Ryan Schmelzer, he's on an AHL contract, and the Comets pay that. Yeah. So that's how that works. I would figure that, yeah. But, okay. uh, but yeah, definitely, Jordy, I definitely agree with you there. It, it's it's going to have to be time for – it's going to have to be Tice time. You should get that yeah. train going. <laughs> what, the Tice train? The Tice – yeah, the Tice train. All right. There you go, the Tice train. <laughs> Sorry I don't have a train sound. Yeah, um – yeah, the uh, so Graham Clark is, is back in Utica, um, so I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get back up to New Jersey, especially rightfully so after the season that he had. Uh, Graham Clark is kind of a victim of what we were just talking about earlier with that New Jersey team being loaded as it is. Uh, just not many. There, let's put it this way. There's not enough chairs for the dance right now. So as time goes on, Injuries occur, I'm sure Graham Clark is going to get another chance to get up there with the Devils. Yeah, and Graham, like you said, he's right now he's one of the fringe players, but not because of his talent, just because of how much the big club has. And I, him going up, I mean, we saw it a little bit last year, so it's not going to be a huge surprise. So not, not that it's not hard to lose a guy up and down like he may do again, but I think the comments will be a little more prepared for that than anybody else to go up and down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, you know, another player that I'm looking at, we already talked about Shane, Bauer, uh, Shane Bowers. Um, another guy that I'm looking at on, on that list who I think could actually really take a big step forward this year is uh, Xavier Perron. Yeah. I, I really liked what he showed in the second half of the season with the Comets last season and into the playoffs. Uh, the solid play continued into the playoffs. Um, and I think now that it's kind of thinned out in the forwards group for the for the Comets, as opposed to, say, a couple years ago when you were just – it was just stacked, right? He's going to get playing time. He's going to get a chance to show what he's got. And I, and I really think that if – it's gonna if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be this year that he breaks out. Yeah, and I I'm a hundred percent excited for that. I've seen good things from him, from all, all the games I've seen of him playing. He he looks really good. He's moving pretty well, and I'm I can see him taking a step. That's he, he's definitely my pick for the next guy to take a huge leap. Yeah, absolutely, and he's on the the last year of his contract because he did sign a two year contract. With the comments last season, um, one name you don't see on there, and I just didn't fit it in, was uh, Brian Holonen, who's hurt. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I know he got injured in training camp. Uh, kind of mums the word, right? So that's and that's kind of how it always was with, with hockey. You you just don't know. I mean, yeah, you, you know, it, you would think a guy's going to be out for a week. He's out for three months. You would think maybe oh, he's maybe yeah. might miss a couple games. You know, it, you, you never know. They'll tell you it's day-to-day, and he's actually month-to-month. Yeah, 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 exactly. And if you think it's bad at the NHL level, try to get some info on the (laughs) AHL level. Forget it, right? It's rough. (laughs) There's just no way. I mean, you could could be an insider on the team, and you won't know. It's like like national security. It's how close they guard it, right? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, what do you think? Any other names on that list you want to see uh, take another step this season? The only other person that, I mean, obviously Gambardell and Schmalzer, you know what you're going to get. Right. Um, Teamer is the one that I think could surprise some people this year because I liked a lot of what I saw. There, there was these little flashes here and there that I'm like, he's like, he's like Xavier where he's right. got those little, those little things you see that you're going, I want to see that all the time. Right. And he plays with a little bite. Yeah. Yeah, and he came, he's another one that came over in the Timo Meyer trade. So there it is, folks. And again, like I said, I think uh, Chase Stillman's going to get a lot of chance to or get a big time chance to show what he's got as well. So mm-hmm. could be pretty exciting. Uh, let's move on to the defenseman. We'll have Dave pull that graphic up. There it is. All right. Uh, we've already mentioned uh, well, pretty much half this group. But hey, we'll go through it again. Uh, Shimon Nemich, uh, Robbie Russo, Cal Foot, Tobias Villan, Tyler Watherspoon, Mike Vukovic. Uh, Centauri Hitaka and Dave, just for you. No, I'll let you do it this no, time. No, no, I want. I want to hear how you were going to pronounce it. Daniel Monsieur. Okay, all right. There, you're all right. I'm, I'm sure you know. That, that's me trying to do put a French pronunciation. Uh, I, on. I, I don't you know. You tried if to you, put a little tone on it there, Monsieur. <laughs> monsieur. I like it. Monsieur, monsieur too. Monsieur. <laughs> it makes me sound sophisticated. <laughs> uh huh. Uh. Anyways, so. We talked about Riley Walsh being gone. Looking at this group, obviously Shimon Nemec is going to be the guy that's going to have to step up to replace him. Yeah, and I mean, you saw it flat a lot last year from him of moving the puck. He's very smart, and he's just he's he produces on offense, but he also does things that like other guys don't show up on that score sheet. The 
you just you just got to watch him to see how smart sometimes he really is. Absolutely, it's hard to believe he's 19 years old. It, it yeah. really is. Uh, there's just it, it's it, the the level of, that he is at right now is unbelievable. He almost made the New Jersey Devils right out of training camp, uh, and I, and if Luke Hughes wasn't there, uh, it, it, I think it would have been a lock. But you know, it, it's funny. I, I was thinking the other day. You know, I mean, obviously this is going to be Luke Hughes' first season as a pro. Um, do you think it's possible? Say Luke Hughes has a little bit of trouble, trouble adjusting to the NHL game or whatever. And I'm not saying they're going to do this. I'm just kind of throwing this out there. The Devils could conceivably flip-flop him. Let Luke Hughes come down to Utica, get used to the you know, the, the professional game, give Nemec some time up in the NHL to see what he can do. But it's a gamble on their part because, again, they're not at the bottom of the pile anymore. You know, they're they're not the hunters anymore. They're the hunted, right? And when you're a team that's expected to win now, you got to be careful with how much you're tweaking your lineup around. Yeah, and you can't – if that goes down, it's always possible. You never know with an NHL organization because I've seen – I haven't been watching for as long as a lot of guys I know, and I've already seen crazy things. So it's not – it's never out of the realm of possibility. But like you said, if you do it, it's there's also that chance of screwing some things up. Yeah. So it, it would be interesting as heck, though. It, it really would. And I'll tell you, you know, I mean, you wouldn't be able to keep people away if they, they brought Luke Hughes down to Utica for a few weeks. So uh, quite interesting. But, you know, looking at that group, they do have a nice mixture of, of veterans and young players. Yeah, and I like how it seems like it could be a balance of a few guys that can do things offensively and a few that do things defensively. Like, for example, Watherspoon, who is very much – I wouldn't say he's a heavy hitter, but he can he can deliver. Mm-hmm. And he's watching him. I kind of see him as more of a defensive guy, and I, it's nice to watch. And, and same with well, – he, he, Yeah, you know Vukovic can drop the hammer. Yeah, yep, I was going to say. And same with him. He's probably now that Gertzi is gone, he's probably the heaviest hitter and the first guy I'm worrying about if there's a fight. Right. And then, of course, you got Cal Foot, who's just the same way, too. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, in Utica, you're quite familiar with him because this is not going to be his first appearance at the Adirondack Bank Center, that's for sure. Yeah. And then <laughs> I always love watching Robbie Russo. He can give you a little bit of everything. Yeah. I he, love watching his game. Yeah, he can. He he can. He And you know what? He's really good out on the power play. Fantastic yep. out there directing traffic from the point. So, you know, like I said, great mixture here of, and, and you know what, they got a kind of a nice balance too, of you know a little bit of offensive minded guys, defensive minded guys. Again, it, it's going to have to be somebody that's got to step up. Maybe not quite, not quite the numbers that Riley Walsh had, but it's got to be close, and it's got to be that ability to drive the play. And I and I really truly think that Nemich can do that. I never spend that. Yeah, I definitely can see him taking that step, and he almost. I mean, looking at him last year, he could have done it last year, I think, if Walsh wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a very fair point, actually. So, okay, two down, one to go. Let's take a look at the goaltending situation. And there they are. So let me preface this by saying that everybody knows by now Nico Dawes is on IR. Uh, 
he's expected back somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I guess, is what the, the timeline they're giving. So we already talked about Eric Schalgren. Isaac Poulter is going to start the season backing him up. Uh, Isaac's no stranger to Utica. He spent some time here last season. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of surprised because of the way they were talking about Tyler Brennan in the offseason. I thought for sure they were going to take a look at him in Utica. Uh, but they're going to take the slow route. They're going to let him start in ECHL up at Adirondack. Uh, him and Jeremy Brodeur, the son of the legendary Martin Brodeur, are going to be tending the net up there, and it's going to be Shelgren and Poulter. What do you think? I like this combo. I mean, obviously it hurts not having Dawsey. It. I wish he was here, but like you and like you said, Brennan. They they gave a lot of stock in the off season and just watching it. It's probably just them playing the slow game. You never truly know. But I do. I really like Poulter after what I saw last season. Him being up for so long says a lot. And we'll see how that shakes out because Poulter showed me a lot last year. But Shogren, just from the preseason game, I think if he had the regular squad in front of him, he doesn't lose. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it should be noted, too, that the Devils actually signed Keith Kincaid. Uh, He's back in the fold, but he's going to be playing in Chicago, uh, the independent AHL team, now independent, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit because uh, I did a nice – I I think it's just pretty cool. So I put it out earlier that, you know, we're doing the comments preview show. Give us some questions. What do do you want us to talk about, right? And uh, we did get some responses, so – what I think we'll do, Jordy, is we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about those questions, and we're also going to take a look at the schedule. How's that sound? Great. All right. We'll see you in a minute. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our podcast, or sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. You know, Dave, I was thinking you ought to get a hold of the comments and see if they want to use that for the music they come out to. That'd be a cool song for them. It would. Pyro, smoke, and the Dave to Save My Little Falls music. I can do it. It'd be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Before we look at that schedule, uh, I actually want to go over some of these comments because I I found, I thought they were pretty entertaining, actually. Uh, uh, These are coming to us from the the Utica Comments Hardcore page on Facebook. Uh, So the first of all, we'll we'll cover the Carolina, the the Chicago one. Uh, Greg Ray says, uh, (laughs) when will the Carolina lack of affiliate fiasco come to a conclusion? Uh, he's pretty upset that uh, Piotr Kachekov has been assigned to Syracuse, the goaltender. Uh, that was that's a really weird situation. So 
I don't know what's going on with Carolina and their and their minor league affiliates because they, they lost their AHL affiliate and their ECHL affiliate. So now I guess they're they're sharing Norfolk in the ECHL with Winnipeg, and they really don't have an, an AHL affiliate. So they're kind of spreading their prospects all over the league. Chicago, who was their AHL affiliate, has gone completely independent and is basically just kind of taking on everybody's uh, veterans, what have you, but they've actually got a pretty darn good roster. Uh, again, we just mentioned, and I brought it up because of Kincaid, mm-hmm. right? The Devils signed him. There's really no room in the Devils organization for him to get any playing time. But, hey, here's Chicago. That's this independent team. Send them over there. So... I don't. If it works out, I don't see the AHL doing anything about it. Yeah, and when this came out late, well, mid about mid off season, I, I first thing I did was text a friend of mine and go, "Okay, I'm going to research as much as I can on this." And seeing seeing what I researched, I looked and I'm like this is unprecedented. I didn't think anyone would do this. Yeah, uh, it could work. Yeah, I mean, you know what? There was a few back in the '90s. I remember when you had the, mm. the American Hockey League and the International Hockey League going, uh, two competing uh, top-level minor league t- uh, leagues going. Uh, there were a couple independent teams back then, but you know, I'll tell you, with the with the talent pool that's available around the world now, it could easily work. To be honest with you, I mean, I know it's not ideal, and it's very weird that there's 32 AHL teams, 32 NHL teams. One NHL team doesn't have an AHL affiliate, and one AHL team is independent. So a little strange, sure, but uh, it's going to be quite interesting to see how it works out this year. Yeah, and like you said, there's a large prospect pull to pick from nowadays. I mean, the the NCAA, college hockey D1, D2, and D3 are pumping out the best athletes yeah. they've ever pumped out. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, you, you have professional leagues over in Europe now mm-hmm. that are, are starting to approach AHL-level quality. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they really are. You know, the leagues in Sweden, Finland, Germany, the Swiss League, they're, they're all becoming top-notch. you got the KHL. So there is certainly talent from everywhere now to, uh, to fill the rosters of these teams. So, you know, hey, and I think there's like 32 ECHL teams too. So hockey's everywhere. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another comment that I found quite interesting, uh, Teresa Edwards says, uh, first of all, she wants to know why they don't have a 10-game flex plan. Um, addressing that, I, I don't know. Um, so I'm assuming it's got to do with capacity for the Adirondack Bank Center. Uh, it, it only holds just under 4000 for hockey. I think they're still at, what, 3000 season tickets sold, I believe. So – that's going to leave you about a thousand tickets per game uh, available, and then you got to consider in group tickets, you know, because they have to block off certain sections for group sales. So I'm guessing maybe that's and, and believe me, I don't know. I, I would actually it'd be a really good question to ask uh, somebody up at the comments, um, but that, that's about the only thing I can think of just spitballing an answer there. Um, but the other part of her question, and and I, and I don't mind talking about this. We've talked about this before, and I do like to talk about it. Uh, why don't they have a better schedule, play different teams more, for example, Syracuse and Rochester? Uh, why can't they play Providence or Hershey more? Now, that's a very interesting question uh, because they do play Syracuse 14 times, Rochester 12, just like last season. And the answer quite simply comes down to money. 
It's all about money. Um, yeah, certainly you'd love to see see them play, like she said, teams Providence, Hershey, you know, Hartford more often, right? Um, you, you may, maybe you'd like to see them play somebody out of the, the, the Western Conference. But in all reality, the AHL does not provide their teams with a travel budget. We've heard this uh, before. When Jim Sorosi was on last year, the CEO of the Crunch, he said it. Uh, I believe Adam Pollock, when he was on yep. from the Commons, the vice said, president. Har- he Hartford's said, three hours, right? It's I mean, three hours. It is. It's not bad. I mean, hour and 15 minutes, Syracuse, uh, come on. But if, if you have to stay overnight, you know, I mean, there's. Oh, <clears throat> suck it up, kids. Go home at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to remember, though, I mean, it's, <clears throat> when they do that, it's not just a, a one, one and done. Right. When they go out to Hartford, now you're going to go to Providence. You're going to go to Springfield, uh, Bridgeport potentially, right? So it, it's a trip. Yeah. So now you are talking about overnight, yeah. You know, so there and those those costs add up. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's weird because if you look at you know teams like Laval, and, and Laval always sticks out of my mind because they always end up playing like Texas somehow, right? They always end up going out west. Well, mm-hmm. guess what Laval has that teams like the Comets and the Crunch don't have? A rich guy. NHL ownership. <laughs> yeah. they, their NHL parent club owns that team. Yeah. So they've got, you know, and I use Laval because Montreal's got money to burn. So, yeah, But it's Canadian they, money. You can burn it everywhere. <laughs> well, are they? So, well, there goes our Canadian audience. <laughs> that will be sticking to the States. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, I, you know what? I bet you most of Canada wants this. Wants you to be the e-bug in the worst way right now, Dave. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, I'll show my little Marley. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so that's that's what it is, Teresa. It, it all comes down to money, um, you know. And, and the flip side of it is, I mean, you know, and here's the unfortunate part and, and the reality of it. You know, if you want to see them te- playing teams, say, like Grand Rapids, right, you're, you're talking maybe a six, seven, eight-hour bus ride. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But they're going to want to return to favor, right? So, how are you going to pay for that? You either got to raise ticket prices, you got to raise concession prices, you got to raise something, and obviously you don't want to see that. So, this is the the economic reality of what you have. Yeah, and oh, I saw some crazy. Oh. Um, <laughs> is that Jeremy? Oh, is that Jeremy back, back there? there? No, no. I don't know what's going on back there. Sounds, uh, like, sounds like the little things. Yeah, I, I, I saw some crazy uh, thing on Twitter that it was, I think it was like an AC, AHL or an ECHL team to travel from West Coast to East Coast by bus, and it was some outrageous amount they calculated. I'm going, yeah, that's why they don't travel very far. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's the worst trip, yeah. West to East Coast, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, but going still, to Hartford or, you know, Providence or I, what? I want to see Hartford too so much because there's such a deep hatred here for Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I still remember I almost got in a fight the first Hartford game I went to that was here. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it can be pretty intense. It, it, but it's so weird because Hartford's the Rangers, uh, AHL club. And you just see Ranger fans all over the place. And yeah, because yeah, that, there's I could just never I figure that out. It's like, Man, I don't know. I mean, that's, I, I guess it is what it is, but you know, whatever. Anyways, so let's, let's close this out by taking a quick look at the schedule. Uh, 
October, honestly, I mean, I know they're starting the 13th. They're not playing a lot of games. They're only playing five games. Uh, two at home, three on the road, so they open up at home on the 13th, and they're not home again until the 28th uh, against Rochester. So don't expect to see a lot of Comets hockey at the Adirondack Bank Center for October. If you got plans, if you got something you got to travel to or whatever, make sure it's in October if you don't want to, if you don't want to miss any games at home. Uh, November, pretty even split. Uh, home and away, uh, December got a lot of home games. Uh, they're they're only four games on the road. Let's see, looking at it, there's seven games at home, even split for January, uh, relatively even for February, March. They got a lot of home games, but they have to balance that out, Jordy, because they are pretty much out of town uh, for April. Uh, the uh, the the IIHF Women's World Championship is coming to Utica in April, which is exciting. Very exciting. Uh, there's going to be some excellent hockey being played there. But it means that the Comets have got to vacate because they're going to need the Adirondack Bank Center and they're going to need the Nexus Center. Uh, so it kind of reminds me, you being a Rangers fan, uh, when the Rangers have to go on the road for like two to three weeks when the circus is in town. <laughs> Seriously. I know. When, no, when, no, you I know, know. Madison Square yeah. Garden gets taken over by elephants and all that. Yep. Uh, you can't necessarily have, you know, ice there. So Yeah. Although but, that uh, could be interesting. It could be elephants, it, on, elephants on ice. Yeah, I, I like I, it. I'd love to see it. It sounds like well, a Broadway show. We did a Zamboni time machine once about a seal on the ice. You I know. That? Yeah, they couldn't get it to move. I just, you know, the burning chest thing is still my uh, favorite. We have to, we'll have to revive that. Yeah, yeah, we got to. We do. <laughs> uh, but really, honestly, looking at the schedule, not a lot of changes from last season. One big one that I do notice: uh, no Charlotte Checkers. Yeah, and one thing I picked out was it seems more balanced. There's not as much of an away stretch and then a home stretch and yeah. an away stretch and then a home stretch. And that's great, but I was hoping for a little bit more of a heavy December because the UC men's team has one game in December at home, one away, and then they're gone for three weeks. Right. Yeah, it's actually and, – and you know – you kind of forget about that, right? So they got to, they they share the facility with, with the Utica Pioneers men's team, uh, so that also plays into the schedule as well, as far as you know when they're when they're there and when they're not. So, uh, but you know, I, I just you know glancing at it real quick, it seems like there's more Sunday afternoon games, which is nice. Um, I actually like those Sunday afternoon games, uh, even if they're in December, it gives a little break from football. Why not? You know. And then once you get into January and all that, if your team's out of the playoffs, what do you care? You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, or even uh, before that, when the Rangers are scoring more points than the Cowboys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too, that too, that. yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh man, uh, where was it? I was looking at. The, I think they actually play a morning game, and I'm, I'm a morning game. That'd be I, cool. I didn't write it down. I should have. I knew it. But I didn't – let me uh, just glance through here. Yes, uh, April, when they're on the road, uh, when they go to Bridgeport, so Tuesday, April 2nd, they're playing at 10.30 in the morning. Jeez. Can any uh, of them get out of bed by then? Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> That'd be that's great. That's actually pretty cool. I know, like, the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds do that once a year, so they have a school game. Oh, that's where cool. Where they play an actual – 
regular you know regular season right, game. The kids come to. They have school. all the kids from Plus all the school in. districts all around. And a, it's, it's that's a, a great it, idea. It's a big thing, and it, it's pretty cool actually. Um, that would spark a lot of interest in hockey from the kids. I that think might not so. Be used to it. Hmm. I think so, and 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 I don't know how Bridgeport works it, but I know like with Springfield, they get their local businesses involved. You know, to help donate money for the tickets or transportation right. to help the school out, whatever, you know, or to. Seems you know. like something we should be doing here. You know what? That would actually be really awesome. I, I, that would be awesome. Yep. And, you know, you would think with the amount of times that the that the Crunch and the Comets play each other, they could actually do that for each other. That'd be very cool. If you think about it for a second, yeah. right? I mean, that, that would be really neat, I think. Um, but you heard yeah. it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I say we push for it. Yeah, why, why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not, you know? What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no, right? <laughs> See? Even those guys thought it was funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we put we pushed for worse. Yes. In Jordy's dorm over there. Over yeah. there. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Jordy? Any other uh, thoughts on the schedule? Not much else other than there's a lot less during the week and a lot more on the weekend, which is nice for yeah. me because then I can get home – and get situated and then hit a couple games and then come back. Nice. By the way, where are you? Uh, I'm in my Utica University dorm room. Nice. Nice. It, the awesome. only bad thing is, is I don't have my jersey to hang up behind me. Oh, well, now you got to well, get it away from Jeremy. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You're right. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I think that's going to about cover everything we got for our comments preview show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I know we sure as heck had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, right there's that hat. Like I said, next week we're going to start having contests on our socials to uh, win one of those high-quality, high-class hats. Uh, we've got our Syracuse Crunch preview show. We're going to be doing that tomorrow with a special, couple special guests, actually. Um, but, like I said, for now, hope you enjoyed the comments show. Oh, so for Dave the Save Warner, for Jordan Brockway, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on the Central New York Hockey Report.